between that door and then the bathroom door, those like tribal drums started going <laughs> in my head, you know, or just <laughs> like okay. Jumanji style. Yeah, you better make it. You better start. You Pick better up that start, pace a have little a bit. Plan, you know, start executing because if you don't, uh, nature's going to do it for you. We used to be kids. Now we're not. Something happened in between. This is the Broken Youth Club. Um, yeah, we're sleepy. This is, uh, it is currently 11.20 p.m. on Monday night. Uh, (sighs) Yikes. Oops. (laughs) Um, Typically, we record on Saturdays, and um, I feel bad because I had said on the last episode that we would, like, for sure read an email today and kind of get back into the swing of things, and you being on on staycation... um, We'd have a little bit more time to like plan out what this episode was going to look like. Um, but then you had to have some emergency extractions last week, which... Did we not talk about that on the last episode? Or were, no, no, you just okay. had some mouth pain. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was like fucking mm-hmm. actually insane because you had that mouth pain during the episode and then it got yeah, it worse. Yeah, flare up like as we were recording. Yeah. Like, at, towards the... I was doing all right. Yeah, I remember now that you say this. Yeah, yeah, I was and doing so all right. Then, but then towards the end, I I was starting to lose focus because I explained to you the way it would come on. <clears throat> I mean, anybody who's had tooth pain knows exactly what I'm talking about. I assume, anyway, is that it? Uh, for me, it just like it spreads from like the source of the paint, but it's like a white hot venom. It just you feel it like searing through the side of your face and it like spreads up through your skull and it just feels like to me it just felt like someone was just wrenching down with a vice just 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 cranking on my skull yeah dude uh, um uh, hurt so and just so, thinking about it so mm-hmm. yeah like that that was sunday night that we recorded and you started to have the pain and then it got worse and you had been on antibiotics for a, a couple of days maybe mm-hmm. um but we had hoped that it would get better. And so that, but that night was the first bad night where you basically were up every like 30 minutes, but it was pain, yeah. but it was pain for like 30 to 60 seconds. Maybe uh, that first night it, it was like small bits of pain. No, nah, it, it was, it was longer than like, well, okay. I feel like I, I was maybe like, showing for that long okay <laughs> the okay. actual pain well, it was smaller it was longer 30 60 seconds but yeah it would like it would come on every yeah 20 minutes or 30 minutes so then you went very consistently throughout so the then you night. went to work on monday and um you were fine during the day but then like started to have some pain on the drive home and i was like well do you want me to literally like see if we can get to get into a dentist like now because a lot of the dentist office out here are open until like seven or eight at night and you were like, no, like, I'm just going to give it another day on the antibiotics and see if it gets better. And then if it doesn't by tomorrow, then we can call and make an appointment. But yeah. you were still saying at that point, like, to make an appointment for 
the staycation week, which is this week, the week of the 22nd. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Tuesday night, or no, Monday night was literally one of the worst things I've ever experienced with you. Uh, you were in so much pain. Uh, it was, which it was two nights in a row, whatever nights they were. But yeah, was, Sunday night was the the first bad night, and then Monday because I because there was a I was like in the shower in the middle of the night both nights. Yeah, but like Monday night, you had managed to fall asleep pretty early because you had been up all night the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got up at like eleven or no, you got up at like twelve thirty to pee, and I was still up. And then you came out and you like took a drink of like a fizzy water and then immediately it was like you were in crazy pain but then it like didn't go away and you were in like frantic pain for hours yeah like just i mean at a certain point you were crying which i had like never seen you like being just that it was like you were out of your mind yeah and you were like i just don't know what to do like nothing was working i went to rite aid at like literally 2 a.m. to get more uh gel rinse and like to just fucking try to figure out what the hell to do because you were so panicked in pain um and so then that was we called the dentist tuesday morning and we were able to get you in um mm-hmm. at like 10 30 so you didn't go to work on tuesday so you could get three teeth pulled yeah. um but then that kind of pushed uh, there, because there was stuff you had to get done before you could take the staycation. Mm-hmm. So essentially, a long way around, like that pushed the staycation back an extra day. And then um, Oliver, I wasn't taking into account that it was Ollie's birthday weekend. This weekend, we had kind of toyed with whether or not we would do this this weekend or the, the next weekend, uh, because Ollie's birthday is today monday and so it was like well whatever works out better doesn't really matter i guess but then it just was like it makes sense to just let ollie have the the day off of school and we would have kind of an extended weekend and ollie said for their birthday they really wanted to go on like a shopping spree with their birthday money and so you and i talked about it we were like okay well how about we make it like a solo weekend because ollie doesn't get a lot of solo time with us um, and when we used to have like consistent childcare, it was easier for us to schedule those days and we would do that a lot. But now that we don't have the nanny anymore, um, it's just hard for us to like really have that time that we can dedicate to Ollie yeah. on their own. And so um, Saturday night, Ollie and I stayed at this really cool hotel downtown and uh, we left at like like 11 in the morning on Saturday and we went thrifting Mm and uh, did all of these things together went to the hotel um, did all of the things at the hotel that are fun you know swimming and hot tub and all of that Um, we went to the Lego store and bought Lego kits to do Um, Ollie had packed a bunch of board games we watched movies and it was just like very focused intentional time with just me and Oliver and then we got up Sunday morning and came and I basically just swapped you. So then you could take Oliver back to the hotel and then you guys could have like 24 hours together, um, which was really great and really special. I had a really good time. Um, it's funny when Oliver isn't battling for the attention and is like aware that they won't have to battle for the attention for the next 
48 hours. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I had a really good time. Yeah. Like too. Oliver didn't do a lot of the things that they do that uh, feels like they're just making noise to fucking make it. Um, or almost it just feels like Ollie is like intentionally trying to get on my nerves because they're doing things over and over again that I've asked them like not to do or like, hey, I don't think that voice is funny. Like, don't do that with me. Do that with your friends or whatever. But I had a really good time. I It did not cross my mind until yesterday that like it meant that we weren't going to we weren't going to be able to record on like our normal Saturday or Sunday when we're pushing it. It's like, okay, well, it's going to have to be Monday. Mm -hmm. But then today was also Oliver's actual birthday. And so today was the the family day. Um, So you got home. Ollie was insistent that they wanted to help make their birthday cake. So I like got all this stuff. We made it from scratch. We did all of that this morning. And then. uh, Which was actually really cute. I have some pictures the. We made some succulents out of fondant. And- yeah, it was cute. Um, and then Oliver really wanted to get a Venus flytrap for like with some mm-hmm. birthday money. So uh, then we all went over to Coeur d'Alene, went to the plant store and did that. And Ollie wanted to get dinner at Texas Roadhouse, uh, which we haven't eaten there in forever. So yeah. that was almost like a, I thought... <laughs> thought it was going to be a nice little like oh a treat we don't ever go to text road house um but when i tell you like i didn't even get food that i thought was going to upset my stomach oh yeah um i just got the barbecue grilled chicken and i got the fucking veggies which i didn't even actually really want those but i was like oh, i'll get the damn veggies uh and i got a side salad and we, i was like waiting for the check and i got those like just those cramps where it's like, bitch, you need to get up. Yeah. Like you need to, <laughs> it's a warning sign. It's time. <laughs> it's time for you. Um, so I was like, Hey, huh, here's the card or cash, whatever makes sense. Um, I'm going to go. And I go into the bathroom and I'm so thankful because I walk in and there's nobody in there. And I'm like, what a gift. And then I sit down and someone walks in and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You don't, you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. That's don't the worst. Just don't. Because it was one of those, like, this is a lot, but I need you guys to understand what it felt like for me. It was one of those, like, cork pop situations <laughs> where it's like, all of a sudden, you have zero control over, like, mm. the noise, the velocity, like, the the pure panic that your body is going through. I was um, I, I was just aggressively texting you, like, dude, I'm freaking sweating. I'm crying. My mouth is watering. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sitting in there sobbing and I can't even like make the tears stop. Like I'm, and then I'm worried that I'm going to like have tears all over my shirt and I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> and I'm going to walk out of there with just like evidence of my fucking sad yeah, shit. We all do. It's all over me. <laughs> it's on your face. <laughs> but it also just felt like, dude, there were just a steady people coming in and out of there Mm -hmm. two people came in literally just to wash their hands like get the fuck out of here leave me alone i'm so miserable i'm so embarrassed that i'm doing this in public it was horrifying yeah and then we leave and we surprise ollie with the last like birthday thing which is ollie's been asking for a cat for a very long time and we sorry before you move on to this part and i also just i want to loop in my 
story. Uh, well, I'm not so. done talking about shit yet. So oh, okay, are you sure okay. you don't? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Then move on. Okay. Sorry. So anyway, <laughs> we'll circle back to you. Um, so anyway, Ollie's been asking for a cat. We've been like, no, 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 no. I don't want a cat. I don't want any more animals. I'm over it. And then like ugh, six weeks ago, I was like, I think I want a cat. I don't even like, I don't, I'm not even like somebody that I have not had a cat in my adult life. I had two cats growing up. Uh, one of them I really liked. The other was like fucking fine. But like, I don't know. I don't know. The videos on Instagram, they just started to get me a little bit. Or yeah, my friend Sarah talking about her fucking, the, it just got me. And I, six weeks ago, I was like, I think I maybe want a cat. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see how this plays out. Talk to you. We're going to get a cat. We're going to do it. We're going to see how it goes. <laughs> I hate, like, <laughs> I've gone so long because I've never really been, it's not that I'm anti-cat. I'm just more dog person. Yeah. I look, I look at cats like they're less maintenance. I just look at it as like, oh my gosh, here we go. Here's another thing that we just have to like have now. I know, but I only have to take the cat box out like once a week. You have to take the dogs out multiple times a day. Or like if we want to go out of town for a weekend, I could put a lot of food out for a cat. Like I don't have to fucking take them to a place that's going to charge us 75 bucks a day to watch them. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're going to get a cat. Uh, But we go to PetSmart to get the cat supplies because we're actually going to go adopt a cat at the shelter tomorrow. So I was like, well, we have to have the things before we bring the cat home. Um, So we go and I'm already like not feeling great about not coming straight home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we're in there and we're looking at the litter box. I always like to have an out. Everybody yeah. needs to have a game plan. Yeah. And this this pet smart <laughs> is like a little too far to comfortably hold your shit on the way home. Like yeah. it's like maybe a solid 12 minute drive from the yeah. pet smart to our house. What's that Louis so, C.K. joke? He's like, now that he's like at the age where he's at, he always has to be within 13 minutes of the toilet <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> listen, Give or take. <laughs> listen, it can make sense for me. Um, but we're looking at the litter boxes and I'm trying to like, you know, figure it out. And then I fucking feel it again. I'm like, okay, well, I think I'm going to have to go to the bathroom here. I'm going to have, and I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. Thankfully, we're close to closing time. So there's not a lot of people in there. So I'm like, surely this will be a solo thing for me. But I walk back there and there's a lock on the door where you have to like have a fucking passcode or whatever. <laughs> but I should have taken it as a hint that two of the buttons were just gone mm. from this lock. Should have known. Red flag number one. But I go to an employee instead. And I'm like, hey, uh, can I have the bathroom code? Mm. And she starts to do that thing where they like, oh, and I was like, oh, is it just for him? Impl- and she was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm just kidding. And I was like, I mean, I'll pee on the floor. I literally said, because that's what I fucking do. That's what <laughs> stupid. That's what kind of person I turn into when people try to like, haha with me when I'm like frantically holding shit. I'm like, girl, I'll go, girl, I'll go on the floor. Um, I hate you right now. Yeah. That's like, ha, ha, ha. yeah, thank you. <laughs> so she gives me the code and then she says, good luck. And I'm like. <laughs> Well, I know, <laughs> ma'am. I was like, "Well, I know." I literally just said, "Girl, I'll pee on the floor." So I didn't tell her I needed to shit. Do I look like I need to shit? Maybe, maybe I do. I know for sure I was clenching both of my fists. I could feel that walking back because I had that sense of self to be like, "Do like I look Arthur's, like I have to shit?" What's the girl from Arthur? <laughs> yeah, DW. DW. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am so trying to like loosen my grip as I'm walking to the bathroom. <laughs> but I walk in and first off, there's not a lock on the inside of the door. It's like the only lock for the door is the passcode. But like, okay, well then if you're coming in behind me and you also have the passcode, you're just going to open the door. Four, five, six. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like there was a stall in there but it was like a urinal and a stall so it was definitely one of those scenarios where you would go in and you would turn around and lock the door like this isn't a situation where someone else is supposed to walk in and like wait for me yeah. so anyway i'm feeling a little like <clears throat> uncomfortable about that but don't love it whatever but then there's also just like some um exposed like wood on the wall um where the paper towel holder is as if they like borderline punched out like a three by five of the drywall when they thought they were going to put in the paper towel holder and then just like put particle board up to cover the hole. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I walk into the stall. Thankfully, I didn't even think to look at the urinal because I can only actually imagine the state that that thing must have been in. But I walk in the stall and it appears that somebody at some point uh, already used that toilet in a violent way. Uh, and when I try to like, you know, flush away the fucking residue they left, it's not going anywhere. Oh, so, like, so this is dirty. Residue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was disgusting. And then also the, the tank for the toilet didn't have a lid on it. So it's just the like fucking black, like bobber okay. looking yeah. situation. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like if I if I like courtesy flush in the middle of this, is the water going to like, is it going to splash out of the tank and get me like, what's going on here? Didn't love it. Did my business in a very unpleasant, unwell type of way. I let you know while it was happening that I wasn't currently not, <laughs> not good. I'm in trouble. Help. <laughs> and I had that moment of, I think I might also throw up and there's absolutely nothing in here that I could puke into. But like, what happened? I had the grilled fucking chicken. Do you know how bad mm. I wanted the chicken tenders? And I thought, I'm not going to do it because I don't want it to hurt my stomach. <laughs> I texted you while you were in there and I was like, hey, I just got a stomach drop. Yeah. And so, I said, whoops. get in line. <laughs> Dibs, I think is what I said. Like, <laughs> I will There's say, nothing I can do about it. When we were eating at um, Texas Roadhouse. Sorry, if you're a manager and you're listening. Um, take note. Uh, your bathrooms were gross. And I've noticed this trend out here. A lot of bathrooms out here. They really are. Fucking gross. They really I don't are. know if that's just a P&W thing or I what. I hope not. But it's like fucking everywhere. It's disgusting. What are What's with people? I don't know. No aim. And then there's also just no follow up from the company. Like a Target. Yeah. A Texas Roadhouse. Like it's not just like. Yeah. It, it's places you would expect to have a, at least like kind of clean now these are like fucking filthy well andy like walk into these establishments and it's like okay it looks clean in here like it looks fine and then you walk into the bathroom and you're like did y'all forget this was mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. like is this not on the normal chore list what's going on so anyway i finish in a miserable type of way and i get up and uh then i notice that the toilet tank itself is also just leaking onto the floor like i flush i'm watching it and it's just like leaking onto the floor so then i'm like i cannot get out of this bathroom fast enough i go to wash my hands i notice that the mirror is broken like it's just literally it was like a horror story in there and i'm like that's why that girl said good luck to me she wasn't actually worried about what i was gonna do 
she was worried about what they were providing me. Yeah, it's a haunted bathroom. It What's was going to do to you. It was <laughs> awful. It was so terrible. But you also had a very big situation this weekend. Yeah. And it I, feels like we've just been really picked up. I called on. it a potential tragedy when I texted you. Yeah, you did. Because, yeah, we went to the movies. What did I, you guys eat before that? What do you think triggered? Uh, So we, we, Ollie had some steak. I had a burger, like half a burger. From the restaurant? So maybe some onions. From possibly. the restaurant and the hotel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I was trying to get back to like, back to my tech. Oh, hey, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I texted you that I was going into the movie at 710 and nine minutes later, <laughs> I texted, wow, just avoided absolute tragedy. Thought I <laughs> thought I had to fart, squeaked out a couple, knew they were sink- <laughs> knew they were stinky. So I told Ollie I was going in the hallway as a courtesy, which by the way, that is a good lesson as a dad is like, hey, there are people in here. I'm going to step out in the hallway and I'm going to take care of business. All right. <laughs> I said, an angel whispered, do it above a toilet. <laughs> and thank God I listened to her. <laughs> Hashtag explosive. Because, yeah, I, I really I was sitting there. I was thinking, oh, this might be more that I, th- you know, initially think. And so I get up and then by the time I make it to the door of the theater, between that door and then the bathroom door, those like tribal drums started going in my head, you know, or just <laughs> like okay. Jumanji style. Start, yeah, you better make it. You better start. You Pick better up that pace a little bit. Plan, you know, start executing because if you don't, uh, nature's going to do it for you. And I really started like this thought washed over my head of you ever just start marching down an alternate reality of like if you didn't listen to yourself or oh, like yeah. you made a different choice. Oh, yeah. I I was like, as soon as I hit the toilet, this realization just washed over me of like, I I legit was one push away (laughs) from absolute tragedy. Oh, yeah. Because I I really was going to be like, no, 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 I got it. You know, those farts where you're like, yeah, I absolutely can squeak out another one. But I I just like hit that wall where you're like, I don't think so. That would have been so miserable. And so for I you. literally crossed my mind. I was like, nope, I'm in public. I don't have an out. I need to be safe. <laughs> so like, even if it is, I just, I'll just go. And the movie hasn't started yet. I'm good. So glad I listened because absolutely the same thing that you mentioned. It was like, you know, the, the, uh, the valve is opened <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. Well, can you imagine if you would have shit your pants in that theater? I literally oh, on I, the top floor of the mall, you would have had to go down out of the mall, walk the two full city blocks to get back to the hotel, to, and then up to the eleventh <laughs> floor of our room. Yeah, with shit pants. We were also diarrhea at the very top pants? of the theater, like in the back row. Oh yeah, so I would have had to down diarrhea and sweatpants, diarrhea, shitty sweatpants. I literally leaned over to Oliver when I got back, explained, and Oliver was laughing, of course. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> I mean, it would have made Oliver's birthday. Oh, absolutely. You and I have said this, I think on this podcast before, it is my fucking, it is one of my life goals for you to shit your pants in front of me because you just don't ever stink. Like one time, can you just have some embarrassing smell come out of you? <laughs> well, just once. It did. I knew as I knew as soon as I read that your part was smelly and that you were going to go Sounds into the up. hallway, like something else was going to come mm-hmm. out of that text. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to see Wonka, but they had the, the time f- slot was filled, Ra- which feels super random to yeah. me because I don't feel like I've heard like insanely good things about Wonka. Oh, really? But Ollie really wanted to see it, and so. I was going to take Ollie to see it Sunday morning because I didn't think that you really wanted to. But the time slot for Sunday morning when I went to look was totally sold out. I'm yeah. like, what the? F- 11, 15 in the morning? Mm-hmm. Y'all are all going over to see Wonka? Yeah, that Timothy. Sometimes I really do forget that other people exist in this world, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you go into somewhere in your like, or Texas Roadhouse. I'm like, do I have to park in the back of the fucking lot? Why are all these people here? <laughs> At 5.15 on a Monday. Why is everybody at Costco like, what today? What are you doing? The same day and time that I'm here. God, don't you have anything better to do? <laughs> Than me? Why aren't um, you at work? Well, I don't have a fucking job ever. <laughs> like, so yeah, no, we, um, I ran some other movies by Oliver and we chose Iron Claw mm-hmm. because we just covered that on Time Suck. So I was very familiar with like all the details like yeah. off the top of my head. You've been kind of talking it up. And let me tell you, I, over the past, let's see how many hours, it's been 24 hours now. I'm a fanboy of this movie and I went and looked to see when it's going to come to streaming. And I'm really sad that they haven't even announced like when that deal, when that's happening, because I want to watch it with you because I think it's, if you haven't watched it, it's about the Von Erich brothers, the Von Erich curse They're They were, um, a wrestling family. They're very, they're the, basically the precursors in the early days of WWF, um, uh, Indian pro wrestling. Um, and they, yeah, there's a family curse. I don't want to give it all away. Um, yeah, don't say anything else, but yeah, it's a, it's about a, a family of, of brothers in wrestling. Uh, they were recently, the f- whole family was inducted into the, the WWE hall of fame, um, I literally only knew about this movie because um, Zach Efron was getting absolutely fucking dragged for the haircut. Yeah, on this film, and I remember them showing pictures back when they were filming it. Yeah, and like what the f- kind of looks like He Man. Who yeah. did this? Yeah, it was super super bad. Yeah, but I mean, you watch the film, you you see it right away, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, obviously it's bad. Um, and I've seen it before, so I was already used to that look, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you look at the Von Erich brothers back in the, they had terrible fucking haircuts. I mean, that's, yeah, that he, he was playing a role. Yeah. But I walked away from that movie and I told you, I was like, anybody who gives Zac Efron hate, hate can take a fucking walk mm-hmm. at this point. I'm a fan now a- yeah. after this film is a great performance. And like, I was sitting there like. Spoiler, I was tr- doing all I could to fucking hold it together. You sent movie. me a picture that looked like you were not succeeding I didn't, in holding it together. I, I absolutely didn't. Like I You literally text me, you're like, like, I do not know how I'm gonna fate how I'm gonna finish this. <laughs> it's so fucking like oh my god, dude. It's so uh it's a must watch. Absolutely it's okay. a must watch. So you and I have to watch it. I'm into films that make me feel, um, for sure. I've been um I know we've talked about it lately, but yeah, just in general, in a an emotional state of my life where things hit me, and I, it's like I let them, I let I let it in. Yeah, same thing with music, like new music. If I if I really pay attention to the lyrics or like what's trying to be said, I am much 
I can tap into that a lot easier these days. And same thing, same thing with films, like storylines. I resonate with the story as an adult, I guess. And I don't know if that's <clears throat> having kids, overcoming things, or or what it is. But I don't know if anybody else has the same. Because I like I used to be able as a kid to like watch the saddest fucking shit, and you'd see your parents or other people whatever cry through shit and you're like really i don't know if it's because like an adhd kid i wasn't paying attention and like now i'm finally paying attention to shit i don't know but uh yeah any 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 time that something is supposed to get an emotional reaction out of you it's like that you'll get me i I, feel like i cry at everything now like everything you, uh, the survivor family reunion day shut it down don't even talk to me <laughs> and like dude i was so hopeful that they would bring those back for this last episode or this last season because it feels like they're slowly bringing some things back like they did a survivor auction on this last season and they haven't done an auction in so many fucking years but they did not do a family reunion, but they did do the fucking family letters. And when those people sit there and read their letters and they're just sobbing. And this one girl got a letter from a family member that she hadn't spoken to in like six years. It's like her fucking, I don't remember if it was her mom or her dad, but it'd been like numerous years. And it was talking about how she was like, Oh, you, you know, know the producers track that down. Oh my gosh. Like, yes. dude, I oh, know what we got. <laughs> sob. I sob. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know, dude. I um, I watched. I think the last time maybe they did family reunions was for uh, Survivor Forty, when they had like <clears throat> all of the old winners come back, and on that family reunion they brought people's entire families, like including their children. And when I tell, I'm, I'm watering up right now. When. When they brought out Jeremy's family and his like six fucking kids mm-hmm. and they were, I mean, so un, I'm just not okay. Like, I don't know how anybody sits and watches that and doesn't just lose it. Mm-hmm. I love that shit so much, but I will literally cry over it. Mm-hmm. Anything at this yeah. point. So I, I actually enjoy it though. <clears throat> like there's a weird part of me. It's like, it feels good. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I I know I mentioned it before, but like I, I have a playlist that I'll put on specifically because I know it invokes uh that like behind the eyes tingles and like this makes you feel sad but in a uh like a healing way. I don't know. I think I'm like fine with that, but like <clears throat> sometimes like, when I start to get watery, I'm like, okay, this is silly and I'll kind of laugh about it. <clears throat> But then the times where I like I do want to watch movies that I used to watch a lot that are sad, like fucking My Girl or uh, fucking Hardball. Mm. I tell you, Logan, I sob so hard now when G Baby dies. Yeah, it's as if he's my own child, and I am yeah. mourning the loss of him right in front of me. I can't keep it together. And so then it makes me like kind of bummed because I feel like I can't, I'm nervous to watch this movie that you were talking about because I'm like, I don't know that I, I don't know that I can feel things that fucking deeply without just literally crumbling into the floor. Like, 
Especially the thing that, like, again, I don't want to give it away, but the, I mean, the general premise is they're brothers, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've had a history with my brother and feeling like, yeah, my brother's still alive, but we don't have a relationship really. And we text, we have the little text chain now, but it's, yeah. it's still fairly phatic in nature. <laughs> and uh, so there's a sense of like loss of like what could have been i don't know so so there's like that um, but then there's also now we have our own littles Mm -hmm. and seeing siblings be sibling i I don't know yeah i don't want to i don't want to give away the obvious ending or any of that but it is funny that you bring (sighs) up our kids because you know when we um when we had Simon, I was super nervous. We were all nervous about how Arlo was going to handle that because uh, at the time, Arlo. So Simon was born and then Arlo turned two a month later. I nursed Arlo up until 18 months. Uh, and then I specifically cut Arlo off from nursing so I could have a little break before Simon came because I knew I was pregnant at that point. Um, But, you know, I stayed home with Arlo. I had a I had a like a a babysitter a consistent babysitter for like a very short amount of time with Arlo but for the most part Arlo and I were together all the time and so he was super 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 attached to me even more so than Oliver was um and so we were nervous about bringing home a baby but from the moment we brought Simon home Arlo has been so obsessed with him and like even now you know Simon's gonna be uh, three in May and Arlo still is just like obsessed with that baby. Like they play super well together, like 95% of the time. Like they just don't really, um, bother each other that much. And they laugh so abundantly, like Mm -hmm. all the time. They're just like super joyful little kids. Um, And Oliver has a really sweet relationship with Simon because Simon is the baby and like Simon is so sweet. He's just like a sweet natured little kid. But man, Arlo and Oliver have just been fucking at each other for the last feels like full year. Mm -hmm. And Arlo is pretty much always like just fucking around with Ollie. So Arlo's not really getting like mad that often definitely still does and will like arlo goes from zero to a hundred like immediate scream <laughs> uh, <laughs> like literally like hey, hey. like just nuts <laughs> but most of the time arlo's just fucking with ollie and oliver <laughs> it just feels like the longer it goes on the more it just sometimes feels like does ollie really like arlo that much does ollie really want to be around arlo or like I beg Ollie all the time. Can you say a nice thing about Arlo? Like just one. Cause it just feels like you're ripping on him all the time. But like Ollie doesn't do that to Simon, but I don't know how to fix it because like I had that thought in the car tonight when Oliver literally got themselves to the point where they were like crying because they just wanted Arlo to like be quiet. Stop but, making noises. But Arlo was way. literally just in the back of the car at that point. Yeah. Like, there were moments where Oliver were where Arlo was like sitting up and like whispering shit into Ollie's ear to be annoying. But even when Arlo was just sitting back and like minding his own business, if he was making a single sound, Oliver was 
asking him not to. And I just like genuinely, and I mean, I was the younger sister, but exact same age difference between me and my sister as Ollie and Arlo. I genuinely have never that I can remember in my life not wanted her around or like not wanted to like spend yeah, time with her at all. Good question. I for an never older did. Sibling then, because I'm also a younger sibling. I, I same with my brother. I always, even when I would, you know, cause I have a similar age difference between Arlo and Oliver. Yeah. I think you, ha- I think that we both have five and a half years. So, I, I, yeah, I remember always wanting my brother around and wanting to be around my brother, even when he was mean to me and even uh, when I felt like I, you know, picked on him, you know, yeah. picked at him, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I don't even want it to seem like. But I'd be like... curious with my brother, like how often, and even if that's like an extension now of like a reason, like just a part reason why. It's like, yeah, I'll t- you know, we'll touch base with each other every now and again. And like, we're at a point where like, we're good. We're good. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious, like, yeah, does my brother like, does my brother like me? Yeah. You know? And like, or like likes me enough, but like, so I'm like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd be curious, uh, <clears throat> yeah, if there's any older siblings who do have that, like, uh, like you feel obligated to like your younger sibling because you know you have a responsibility to be at a more mature level than they are. Yeah, it's basically their whole lives. Yeah, which I mean, like, not to toot my own horn, I'm pretty sure Jen likes me. <laughs> I'm like pretty sure she thinks I'm like pretty cool, and that's good to feel that. I don't, I, I don't feel like I've ever caught that vibe from her either. There have been times where I wish that she wanted me around a little less or like yeah. wanted to talk to me, not talk to me a little less, but like, I mean, I talked about it on the podcast when my sister brought up after she moved and I was still in high school uh, that she felt like I didn't call her enough. You know, it was like back then I I, I wasn't trying to not care about her. Mm. I was trying to let her like do her thing and I was doing mine and um, and I didn't know she wanted to talk to me. It's like in those moments, it's like, well, damn, dude, I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't want to talk to me so much. Um, I, I would genuinely <laughs> love to get a. Yeah, because sometimes it just feels like Oliver, like. It's like you cannot get them to pull a nice thing out yeah. when it comes to Arlo. And Arlo is a spicy little fucker sometimes. Oh, I get but it. But he also is really funny sometimes. He's funny. He's funny. Or like, yeah, they are. They're kids. Yeah. I mean. Like, he's a sweet like creative little thing and like arlo yesterday or no it was this well yesterday and this morning but before you guys got back from the hotel arlo spent genuinely about an hour and a half at the table Mm -hmm. um trying to draw uh and i'm like dude oliver could be sitting here and drawing with arlo too but if oliver was would the two of them just be saying mean shit about each other's drawings because like that's what it feels like it would be like that Ollie would be ripping on Arlo. And so then Arlo would rip back. And that's where for me, it's like, Hey, everyone else is mean enough. Can you guys just be sweet to each other? Yeah, I think because you'll have other people that aren't fucking nice to you. Like at least try to control this relationship. Yeah. I'm hopeful that 
it's like one of those like in good time, you know, when I Arlo. Her, yeah. <laughs> like, just I know. Ollie wanted a sibling so fucking bad and was so excited when we had Arlo. And dude, I will never forget when Ollie walked into that hospital room and met Arlo for the first time and literally walked up to us and looked at Arlo and said, I have a feeling I've never felt before. Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I remember both of us just like holding each other's hand. Like, what the fuck? That was the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. But it was like, as soon as Arlo was big enough to fuck with Ollie, there was like no more uh, genuine like joy in that I relationship. It, I just think it's natural. I think. Why? To I like have because it was so I know, sweet when they were sweet yeah, to each other. Uh, yeah. And they have their moments, obviously, where they're sweet together oh, still. Man, they are fucking few and far between. I, I know. But, uh, Ooh, but yeah, so then <clears throat> I, I feel like this was a very long winded, like, so now it's, you know, approaching midnight. Mm. Uh, oh, and this is supposed to be, midnight. this is supposed to be out already. But we went to the pet store, we bought the cat stuff, we come home, we immediately think, okay, let's get the kids down. Like, it's 8 30, 8. 8.30 at this point, like the littles can go down. Ollie needs to get in the shower and then Ollie needs to go down. And then it felt like, and the, the, the littles both took naps, but they were very small naps. So I just didn't think it was going to be that big of a fucking deal. Uh, but then neither one of them wanted to go to sleep. So then it genuinely was Ollie was asleep. Uh, Simon was close Arlo was just like, I can't fall asleep. I'm so excited about the cat. Like, I'm so excited. And it's like, okay, can you just please? Um, and then you laid down and plugged your phone in. And you were like, hey, if I, uh, if I, if I fall asleep, just give me time. I'm like, I, you're already asleep. I already fucking know. And here I am. I'm like, I also want to be asleep. But we Which have to I record this fucking episode. You didn't what? I didn't actually fall asleep. You are out of your fucking (laughs) mind. You were snoring. I was literally. No, I was not. Logan. Was I really? You liar. (laughs) You don't lie on this fucking podcast. You were so, so asleep. No, I said I, your name. I sat right up though. I said your name so many times. Oh yeah, um, to where it's it made Arlo stir after he had finally fallen asleep, and then you were like. I said, hey, uh, it's 11 o'clock. You, gonna, you ready to get up? And you were like, let's just give them a few more minutes. I was like, they're asleep. And you were like, yeah, but let's just make sure they're asleep. So <laughs> then, then you said they just fell asleep. And then you're you immediately said. back to snoring. Nah. <laughs> Logan, I immediately popped up. But I had to wake you up three separate ah. times. I finally was like, are we even recording? Like, are we just going to disappoint everyone? Are we just going to no. say this is going to come out? late which it already will so you know fucking hang in there no i'll get the audio out here soon it'll but be, like yeah. it'll just be the youtube video. i just feel like this weekend we were just like really catching up so anyway i had said that we would re- record an episode for this week and we would read an email and then i forgot about but the I'm off, stuff I'm off, all that's these okay things. I, I listen so now I'm, you're off for an entire week yeah, this whole week i'm home yeah so we're gonna we're gonna take a couple days here Really like plan out some stuff, yeah, put some posts in the group so that people can write in and give feedback there. Um, and then, yeah, even though you're off this week, we also need to like record a bonus episode. We need to get the Patreon stuff all squared up, 
if it isn't i don't know if it is or not i haven't touched base with you on it um yeah but yeah we just they're going this week just feel like i would like to before i can feel you kind of wrapping it up before that we didn't even mention uh that we what we did we stayed at that hotel with ollie the mm-hmm. historic, uh, what's it called? Yeah, it's cool. It was called the Historic Davenport, Davenport. in downtown Spokane. It's really beautiful. <clears throat> Dude, Old. they have like four or five hotels in that chain, in the Davenport chain, literally all in Spokane still, which is so silly to me to think that they would need that many. Yeah. Uh, one of them is the the Grand, and it was, you know, oh, the one that says on the hotel. side. Yeah, it's called the Davin the, the Grand Davenport, and it's just like a more modern. Modern, yeah. This one is like, it, was it the first one? Maybe I assume so. The they original had, flagship. Or they whatever? had pictures of proms in there from so like cool. the early 1900s. So sick. It's a very like it gives you like all the ballrooms in, in like a shining type of vibe. I don't yeah, know. but I still felt like. I still felt like the rooms were nice. Like, yeah. I think on the website, it said that the rooms were updated last in like 2014. But like, dude, they were still super nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It feels like, yeah, like you're on the Titanic. And like. I took, I took a, uh, yeah, I took photos um, when we got, because, yeah, we switched off. And then when I got there with Ollie, Ollie was showing me around. And I noticed just how dead it was. Like no one else was really there. I don't know. It's because you were there for a Sunday night. It was popping when was I was it? there. But there was oh, a there okay. was a wedding on Saturday and Sunday Ollie morning. Said that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we. So yeah, it, it was, was really for dead for our stay. Like literally, when we went to the pool, the whole time we were there, not a single soul, except for the lady who stocked the uh, the, the towels. towels. But we used her to pretend. I, I, that's exactly when we were like, "Hey, Oliver, what? Check this out." What if we're actually on a ghost ship and this is all like an illusion and every single person that we have seen so far is like a trapped soul on here. And so we basically, we spent our entire stay kind of pseudo pretending that we were just two lone passengers on a ghost ship and everybody we saw was. Uh, <laughs> Which is so funny because then Ollie came home and tried to tell me that they actually did yeah. in fact. Yeah, for I real saw Lady Lady Overs, totally saw it. Yeah. yeah, I was reading the other things and it's apparently like totally normal. Other people have seen her too. No, I put, like, so I okay. put up photos um, that I had taken in, you know, by the regal fireplace and by all the gold, you know, wall. Yeah, or in the fancy, ornate, the fancy bed. In the in the ballrooms and whatnot. And I took them in such a fashion where I had made a funny joke about how, like, for Ollie's 10th birthday, I'd bought a haunted ghost ship. Yeah. I said the deed had come with, you know, 17 guaranteed ghosts and I couldn't disclose the location for safety reasons and... And, uh, and I think a lot of people actually maybe bought it for a second. Hysterical. So I had to, I put a little edit on there that, yeah. no, I, listen, it's I'm like, going to be honest. If I ever buy, haunted or not, if I ever buy a ship the size of the Titanic that is outfitted for a king, um, I won't be on social media anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, what the fuck? Never hear from us again. Forget we exist. Bye. Oh my God. It is so just like, there's this one shot of Oliver underneath this, like, um, one of the, these ballrooms that has like four chandeliers in it or something. And it's so, yeah, it just reminds you of like people spent so much time. You, you start looking at all the detail and it's like, okay, here's where the ceiling meets the wall. Okay. I need, I need crown molding to make that corner ornate. 
But then now in the corner, I have two crown moldings meeting. So now I need something ornate for that joint. And it's like everything has a ornate piece to it. Yeah. Like the thing that has the thing, the thing on it has an ornate thing. Yeah. The ornate thing has an ornate thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, obs- like obscene how much gold and trim and detail there is. I'll, I'll post some pictures. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because when I booked the hotel, the hotel, I was like, oh man, like this feels like this is, um, this is like pretty affordable for like fucking Spokane and the Pacific Northwest <laughs> in general. And the fact that this is downtown, um, it was like, I felt like it was affordable. It was like a little over a hundred bucks a night. But then we get there and the guy's like, okay, yeah, here's like the room rate, whatever. Um, and he's like, and then we also do this $20 per night amenity fee, but then they give you a $20 off coupon it is for the such restaurant. a bullshit way to charge you more money. So it basically is like, yeah, we're going to charge you as if you're going to eat at the restaurant yeah. and we'll give you a little bit off of that meal yeah. to make you feel good. But like Ollie and I didn't eat at the restaurant. Yeah. So we just lost that. Yeah, it's basically saying, Unless hey, we're going to give you store it. credit for free. I didn't ask for that. No, but that's what when you stay here, you get free store credit. Yeah. But you're charging me for the store credit. No, but it's free because you already paid for it. Yeah. Or it's like, I don't want to pay for it in the first place. Or it's like every time <laughs> you go to Starbucks, they make you pre buy a breakfast sandwich for the next time you come. And you're like, but what if I'm not hungry? Yeah, the I don't next want time? the breakfast sandwich. And they're like, well, you prepaid for it. So it's basically free. And it's I like, just want the I don't drinks. want that kind of hotel now. I just want the drink. Thank you. So there was like that. <laughs> there was that fee. There was a couple other things that it was like, mm, okay. Feels like you well, guys that's how lied. They, that's how they keep about those. Yeah, right. <laughs> But it's, it's, it was worth it. I, it was, it totally, was worth it because I enjoyed the. We um, don't stay at hotels ever. We don't. We don't travel a lot. Period. Because mm. it's just fucking hard. I, I'd with, be happy to go back. You know, just for fun sometime. Yeah, it was a sweet little staycation. Like um, the pool. I thought the pool was nice enough. Ollie was like, I thought for a, a fancy hotel, this pool would be nicer. I was like, I don't. I've been to some shitty, nasty ass pools. Listen though, for, in Oliver's defense, I do get it, and let me explain. I think why. Uh, you go out in the lobby again, gold, 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 ornate upon ornate upon ornate. Then you go into the pool, nice pool, but the walls are like a faded fade, mural, like yeah. faded mural and just like very plain Jane. And then the ceiling drop across the whole thing, just white drop ceiling. Yeah. And so it's like Oliver noted the, it just didn't the water match. stains on the uh, drop ceiling. Oliver's just going to do that yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. It definitely felt like the pool area was an afterthought when you look at the rest of the hotel and how fucking insanely nice it was. But you got a pool. Like, uh, but most it's a pool. Historic hotels you go to do not have pools. Yeah. Most hotels <laughs> downtown, I feel like, do not have yeah, pools. Yeah, exactly. So um, no, I love it. I'll post some pictures because, yeah, that lobby area, I could sit in that lobby area. Dude, for, it was nuts. I could literally be trapped there. You and I should go when, like, next time that my mom is in town or something. So then, like, we can just go and the kids can stay with mom. I would love with, with you in that one, like, the Hall of the Doges or something, whatever yeah. it was called. Yeah. Where it was, like, the internal room within a room. <clears throat> See, I didn't get to go in that. That was locked. And I didn't ask anybody. It's, a, it's open. It's like you just walk over to it. Really? Uh-huh. The one where Oliver's, like, spread armed? Oh, no, that was not called the... Oh. Hall of the Doges. That oh, was like a separate off room oh. on that. Well, 
Anyway, whatever, but anyway, that what one I'm was talking sick. about. Yeah. I think that'd be fun with you if it if if we go on a night where it's as dead as I went with Ollie. It'd be cool to just yeah, after dinner, just walk around, go down there, and literally like just spread eagle on the floor, lay up, and look at the mural on the ceiling. We could just take our food in there and have like a little picnic. Just chat. Yeah, just hang out. It was cool. Smoke a little weed. Well, <laughs> not you, but me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, if you're in town. Mm-hmm. Historic Davenport. It's quite, yeah. it's quite nice. And it's I have to, bra- I do have to brag on Oliver a little bit. When we were before the movie, we were killing a little time, and Ollie, Ollie was like, "Can we go to Starbucks real quick?" It was really like it kind of caught me off guard because it was kind of insistent. Where I was like, "Can we go to Starbucks real quick?" I was like, "Oh yeah, you want a drink?" He's like, "Yeah, uh, let's like, please let's go." <laughs> okay, so we go get the drink, and as soon as we get out. Um, cross the street immediately gives it to a, a man sitting with a dog. Um, and then I was like, Oh, oh, that's very kind of you all. That's sweet. Um, do you want me to go get you another one to replace that? And Ollie was like, Oh, no, I, I basically just asked like just to do that. Yeah. I was like, What? Like you, so, and it just, you know, it was a nice moment of, uh, and I told Ollie, I was like, that was a really kind-hearted thing to do. Yeah. And that, and I was like, when your mom and I say, you know, the 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 Oliver that we know you can be is in there. We just have to bring them out. It's like, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. This is what we know you're capable of. And this is what we know is actually who you are. And so I like to see these moments of yeah. this. When it's like, it just makes me feel good when I know that there are so many times where I say shit to Ollie and I'm like, dude, are you fucking listening at all? Like at all? Do you just, do you not care? Whatever. It is nice to feel like Ollie shows those moments of like, oh, you do listen because we talk about homeless people really very often. Like I do, especially because there's, they're kind of just like all over the place out here. It's so sad. And Ollie and I have talked a lot about it and about like, you know, how anybody could end up on the streets. There were a lot, if we didn't have people to help us along the way, we easily could have found ourselves living in cars or, or even living on the street. Like you don't, you don't have to have um, an addiction problem to be homeless. Like it can be very situational, but. Ollie and I were getting into, it was actually a very beautiful conversation where we didn't mean to, but you know how I like to speak in analogies. Can I see your water? Do you have any? Yeah. Um, Where we were talking about chocolate milk all gone. Yeah, <laughs> gross. I drank too much milk. Um, we were talking about climbing Mount Everest and how you know there are people who will, there are people who won't, there are people who try and try again and try again and fail. And we started using that as an analogy of like how to position different people in life. And Oliver immediately goes to like, okay, well, what about someone who just like just flies a helicopter to the top? And I was like, yeah, those are the people that society laughs at. Those are the people who think they can take shortcuts. Those are the Bezoses who build their rocket to go to outer space so they can call themselves astronauts. Newsflash, you can pretend all you want. doesn't matter how much money you have, we're laughing at you. What really matters is the people who climb that mountain and get to the top. Now, 
the different, and then we started getting into differentiations of some people are driven to like the first little spot to then hike up the mountain. Some people have to park their car way in the back of the lot and walk. Some people have really good hiking gear. Some people have a t-shirt and jeans. You know what I mean? Some people have a sprained ankle, you know? Yeah. And then we even got into like some people make it halfway up, fall, break their leg, and then they're down at the bottom. And so then we get into this really deep conversation of like, because Oliver wanted to continue. We wanted to go get some more stuff for this person right before the movie. And we just didn't have time. But I also had to explain like, there's also like, we have to, it was kind of a thing of like limit and understanding of like, you did a kind thing. Um, and other people hopefully are going to come along and continue to do kind things, but you can give that guy a hundred coffees and it's not going to change his future outcome, you know? And so we got into like, <clears throat> if you, if this guy had fallen to the, at the bottom of the mountain and broke his leg, it doesn't matter how nice of a climbing suit you give him, how cool of goggles you give him, you can give him a thousand bucks in cash. He's still sitting there with a broken leg. He yeah. needs someone to help him with that broken leg first. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was just a conversation about like understanding um, just because you see someone there uh in a situation we don't know what people's situations are and it could be his fault that he's sitting there with that dog on a corner it absolutely could 100 percent be his fault but you know what also could be the case it could also not 100 percent be his fault yeah which i think is the case almost 100 percent of the time yeah <laughs> uh it, where when i was you know when i was little i was raised uh, more often than not, to kind of vilify mm-hmm. uh, the homeless. Uh, I had very prejudiced views of like, well, they just take fucking, they're just going to go buy alcohol. You know, all the shit you hear from yeah. good old boy mentality. But I like to think, yeah, I've matured a little bit on it and understand that like these are people of society and uh, society in a sense is a bottleneck. There's only so much prosperity for people to go around for everyone and when we live in a world that doesn't prioritize taking care of everyone to the extent of minimizing homelessness (laughs) uh, you're gonna have it yeah and um, when you don't have social programs and when you have um, institutions that kind of churn out like when I say that, uh, poorly funded education, which then leads to you know higher crime rates, which then lead to um, lower funding of public services. Like it's all a, like a puzzle that goes together to then churn out fucking shitty situations for millions of people. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we're, it's like I use those situations not to like. I really try hard to not point at these people and say, well, Oliver, you could end up like this person. Cause I think that's a kind of a crappy way to look at it. I do 
when we come across those situations, I do use it as an opportunity to point out to Oliver that this is a reality of, of life more. It's just to like mm -hmm. understand this exists, mm -hmm. understand that. Yeah. Like you said, this can happen to literally anyone. It's happened to friends, you know, close friends. Um, it's a, it's a sad world. And it's just, yeah, it's awareness more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Well, and I, I can't remember exactly what it was that we were talking about with homeless people and Ollie had asked me a question about it. And I was like, yeah, Ollie, like the homeless people are also just people like just like us. And like they fucking need they need help and we need help and we have family that help us. And we are so thankful to have that. And we're so lucky to fucking have that. But not everybody does. And when like you find a massive amount of people that don't have anyone else to land on. And I told Ollie, I mean, and and that could be because they they didn't treat their family right too. You know, it's not like you should have this kind of like blind allegiance to always help your family <laughs> no matter what. Like at a certain point, boundaries have to be set and and that. I can't even imagine how hard that would be mm -hmm. to have a sibling that like, f I mean, you fucking hear about it all the time about people that have siblings that fall into addiction because they got in a car accident and got prescribed pain meds and then got hooked to them or whatever. Um, and then like, you know, you try to help them, but then they, they do steal from you to try to like get money to pay for the next thing because they're in so much pain and they don't know how to fix it. And so it's like, I understand when the need to cut off support when people are uh, taking advantage of you or putting you in a, in a bad spot when it comes to like your family or your friends. We've, we've had friends that uh, took a lot from us. Um, but I think that that's where like, I try to tell Ollie, like, that's where we need to be looking at, like, how do we get our entire country to just, like, care about people more? Mm. Because, like, these are people that need more than even everything I could give them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and that's where I think to, to, I think I said this either, I can't remember if I said the last episode or maybe the one before recently. Um, where I feel like the best way to affect change is not through trying to change the world, but, but through your, your local actions like that, you know, if Oliver were, um, you know, a little bit older, um, Ollie is I feel like Oliver would be in a position like to say, say Oliver w worked in the city you know, was 18 or 21, whatever. And it has now lived a life to where compassion is kind of embedded um, and sees this same person kind of often. And then they kind of develop a relationship and then, you know, some job opportunity happens or some, something, I don't know, even if it's one person in Oliver's life. And then like, that is now a person that, just through being nice, some opportunity has come come about. Mm -hmm. Just by buying a couple coffees here and there, saying hello and checking up. You doing all right, you know, tonight and, you know, that kind of shit. And 
So I remember being back in Bloomington, you know, there's a a couple few regulars that I remember when I lived downtown that I'd bump into occasionally and I'd always keep um a bunch of quarters in my truck for like the parking meters. Yeah. And these people I would always give them a few and check up on them and a couple times, you know, buy them a hotel one of the, you know, cheaper motels downtown. Yeah. But give money for that, you know, just caring about people I do think is um you don't until you do it you don't know how good it feels and then when you do it you kind of want to do it some more so i think yeah showing the kids that caring even about strangers to again within reason because we also had that talk too of like um basically recognizing how you can help effectively yeah you know what i mean and and, and we could give our entire like everything we have away and it won't make any one person's life if we just like just we're just donating all this and it's going to charity and they're gonna you know yeah we don't have enough whatever like we don't have enough money for to like affect actual change that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah, so like we would just it's like fucking own this house or uh and like i said i think like i said uh, a couple episodes before if we had Elon Musk or Bezos money and uh, we put on some huge fucking program where we, you know, millions of people got X, blah, blah, blah. Within a couple months, that might be, um, you know, a couple bills helped paid for a little bit. But then in a couple months, people will forget that and they're back in the same, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I almost look at it as like the stimulus checks, like, how much money did people and I'm, I know people did have that temporary help for sure but did it change lives you know I mean I think that that money helped people keep their fucking rent paid which is a massive thing I think that people lost that stimulus money and did have a very very hard time making it back yeah. up and I looked at that as an example of like Hey guys, um, look, the government could also do this and help with the fucking insane cost of being alive right now. I think, uh, yeah, and they could do say, it for a I'm while. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Let me back up. I know that that was very helpful for a lot of people, and I'm sure was a like uh, a lifeline for a lot of people. I think on mass is what I'm what I'm saying is like here we are today. And uh, many of those people, I I would venture a guess, are still struggling. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, but I think if they still were receiving those stimulus checks, they would be struggling less. Yes, but I'm saying like, even if we, (laughs) I think my point was like, even if we were billionaires and we did the same thing, we're just like, war once, we're going to give everyone. I think that the billionaires could make big, big. If they all got together, change. absolutely, I agree. Yeah, if they all got together, I'm just like, I I go back to my point of I think the the best change if everyone affected their local communities. I yeah, I, I think if I everyone think then, just, then it'll be this like big collective. I think if everybody change. just fucking cared more about people, then yeah, we would be. I feel, like, sure that, I feel like I'm not getting, I hope I'm not getting misconstrued here. I also believe, yes, we, we should, if, if we had a handful of billionaires, like do some good here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm on that team. I, I want to make that clear. Yeah. No, I know you are. <laughs> I'm tired. It's like 12. Yeah. No, I know. 
Yeah, I just feel yes. like... Um, you know what I'm saying. I just, you know, Ollie has made a couple comments to us about like what it would be like if Ollie wanted to have a, a restaurant someday or something. It's like, I would almost love to then encourage Oliver like, hey, if you really want to like be helpful to these people, like that could be a situation where like not only do you start to go like volunteer at like soup kitchens or places downtown that provide meals for homeless people but also like maybe someday you could start something like that of your own and and yeah you're not helping all of the homeless people in the entire country but you could put a solid model in place for the city of spokane which desperately needs somebody to give a fucking shit about what's happening with these people um and then maybe you could set up a model for that that works and does help people at least make sure that they're fucking fed uh and then that could that idea could spread to other cities you know i mean i think there are things that we can do within our local communities uh without having billions of dollars um but you know ollie had said to me um because i had given oliver you know uh my family had sent had Venmoed me some money and they were like, Hey, will you give Oliver cash for this so that it still feels like we're giving a gift of money for Oliver to spend on the shopping spree with you? And so I had given Oliver a couple hundred dollar bills and Oliver was like, well, I could, uh, cause all he asked for a couple, a couple bucks, which I gave him, he went and gave to, uh, somebody and all he came back and was like, I just feel like I could have given them like, you know, like one of my hundreds for my birthday money and I was like oh that is so sweet I oh, know but like it would not like it you it's not on you you're 10 years old mm-hmm. it's not on you to give your birthday money like that to somebody but unfortunately like that person needs help with housing and housing out here is thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars mm. and it's a solid credit score and it's proof <clears> of income <throat> but you can't get an income if you don't have a fucking permanent address that's more so of it's what like, i was trying to say yeah it's this it's this long line of like lots of help they need so while your hundred dollars would would absolutely fucking matter to that person mm-hmm. it's not on you to give the birthday money that you received to someone because it's not it's not a long-term help for this person you know what i mean like if if ollie would have wanted to take that money and go buy a hundred dollars worth of fucking pizzas and walk around downtown and hand out pizzas to everybody it's a nice thing to do for lots of people but again it's it's not putting a roof over their head it's not putting consistent food in their belly so like if that is something that oliver wants to really look into uh, that's what then I'm I think saying. that's like, where we Oliver could encourage could sell Oliver everything in their room, take all that money yeah. and do all that. And it would, it would help. I think it would be better to two, show you know? Oliver. Yeah. Like, I think it would be better to show Oliver like, Hey, there are these, these yeah. programs that are made to be helpful for people that need the help in the way that we can help them without having the money to actually yeah. just put a roof over their head. And I, I would think, love to put a fucking roof over there. Yeah. I would love to empty our fucking garage and let people live in. Hmm. Like when it was negative 20 fucking degrees, all I could think about was like, how many people are literally going to freeze to death tonight? And like, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to feel good 
about can, can some because we've had this question actually and we're going we should we should wrap it up but this is my last question for you because we've had this before and we both don't have good answers so if anybody who is like works for a local city government or city planning or whatever could answer maybe it's fire department i don't know how in a big city how do we not have some sort of like um old complex or an apart or um sorry a warehouse the amount of abandoned buildings like something even we- if it's just for like literal shelter from the cold elements you don't yeah. need to have you know food available or you know i would imagine i would imagine basic amenities like you know a, a, a row of outhouses or you know what are you what do you call it? porta potties row of those you know some hand washing sanitation stations some basic showers and like that's you know, and some beds how how do we not have like just rows and rows of places for at least a, a reasonably warm place for these people to yeah. I can't imagine that would be an an expansive expense on a on a city government. Well, and when you think about too, like, and I'm uh, sure the even, buildings are available around here. Well, dude, and even like uh, the companies that rent porta potties, you know that they would love to have the the write off, the charitable write off. Uh, like, we we know how much we can donate to charity and and write off. Mm-hmm. We. Like, why aren't more people doing that? Because the money's going to the government or it's going to something. It's not going in your pocket unless you're lying, which, you know, lots of people lie on their taxes, too. So that's fucking whatever. But like, why not? Rather than just send the money to the government when you pay your taxes, why not do things in your community for the for the write off that are also helping? Yeah. The only thing I mean, the initial thing that I think we had thought about is like, okay, what if you then make it's like. You're almost creating a haven for then people then from Seattle. Dude, and Portland I don't to fucking, like be- I to- don't believe that argument is so tired to me. I don't believe for a fucking second that anyone would choose to be homeless and work. And just because they have a fucking porta potty to use or a fucking abandoned building that, you know, has fucking dirt and bugs and shit. Like nobody's choosing to no, live I there long term. But like say someone this idea is that in it a would situation. be like a fucking haven. It's like, no, you're just literally giving somebody somewhere to sleep that isn't out in the fucking yeah. elements. I, and while they continue to try to get their fucking feet underneath yeah. them. And maybe then, maybe then people could use that fucking building as an address for them to put on a fucking resume yeah. so they could get a job so, so they could start having an income so they could start saving money. It's like, <clears throat> this shit's so crazy to me. My parents, when they were young, before they had kids, uh, my dad worked concrete and got a job down in the Florida Keys. And my parents are both from Indian- from Indianapolis. Uh, my dad was like, hey, Teresa, I'm going to go to the Keys. My mom was like, bet, I'm going to come too. She quits her job. She goes, my mom could not get a job in the keys because they didn't have a fucking address and this was in like the late 70s they didn't have a fucking address right so she literally and my parents lived in the fucking in like a camper truck a truck with a camper shell on it in a campground for like months Uh i think it was like six months or something with Mm -hmm. their two dogs they had like weimaraners or something like not little dogs um, and my mom could not get a job because she didn't have a fucking address. So she just like took care of the dogs and my dad worked 
And then they fucking came back to Indiana with enough money in their bank account to, or enough money in their pocket to, for the gas, basically. Uh, I think my dad told me once he rolled into town with like, literally like 15 cents to his name, like crazy. But it's like, I look at people now and I'm like, homeless people. I would have thrown Everybody that. wants to be like, <laughs> go get a fucking job. And it's like, they literally can't get a job yeah, right. because they don't have a fucking address. A lot of them don't have fucking phones. How are they supposed to know yeah. if they can have an interview? How are they supposed to take a fucking shower to go mm-hmm. to work or to go to an interview? How do they wash their fucking clothes? So they, how do we even know that they have more than one pair of clothes? Like there aren't enough programs out here for the amount of homeless people there are. And I don't understand how. It is 2024 and we have trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to throw at our fucking military, which, hey, listen, military is important, too. Okay, I'm not trying to be like that. Thank you to everybody that serves in the military. It's very important. Very great. But also like allocation. My God, dude, could we get a couple less fucking tanks and make sure that people have fucking shelters? I don't care if you want to think that it's like. Well, that could be looked at like a haven and people, why would they ever, who would want to live in a crowded building with a bunch of other homeless fucking people that are sad and going through shit and trying to get on their feet? Why would anyone choose to stay there long term? Why would anybody do that? Don't (coughs) do that. That's ridiculous. Like insanity. If that's the way that people want to think about it, literally, why are we using any government services? Because are you just assuming that literally everyone that's on food stamps is abusing the system so they can stay on food stamps forever forever mm. and also if they are fucking good for them because groceries are hella expensive right now maybe if the maybe if shit was more affordable they wouldn't need to justify staying on them i just don't dude like i could literally i could start a whole new episode on this shit and i don't want to do that because mm-hmm. it is after midnight and i'm tired but i just need y'all to know i think that's some shit and i think if anybody ever said that to my face about we can't put fucking we can't let people stay in an abandoned building with fucking porta potties and a place to shower. And like, I don't know, maybe even let's let's pump some electricity, some fucking heat in that bitch, because there's got to be a government subsidy for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that we should do that because people might treat it like it's a haven. No. Eat my ass. There's yeah. no fucking way. There's no fucking way that anybody would choose to. And I know that you don't think that. All right. I know you're like no, devil's I, advocate over there. No, but I'm just I'm just saying I, th- I feel like that was the, that is an argument. I, it's a I stupid have one. It's like, OK, if you create a city that is I need someone that thinks that they're friendly. smart to say that to my fucking face. Let me finish point. If you make a city that is hyper friendly to uh, the homeless population by giving them amenities, then I would. I this this is the argument. Yeah, more Not homeless my, people might have to come because from, there's nowhere else to from go. Sur- no, from surrounding communities, that is a an an easier trip for those people to migrate in. So then, what if you double your issue? See what I'm saying? Well, I think that the hope is that you're also helping solve an issue. So maybe you're conversion rate there of people to like be able to get off of the streets would go up so if you bring more people in you're just going to help more people also get out like i don't fucking care i don't care if the home i'd love to see like current studies on it if or if anybody like works in any social excuse me social services or government services that are related to this i would love to know uh, more information on 
like what are local governments doing here on this any or a, a progressive ones or if you're from a place that's regressive where it's like oh no they've cracked down like i know people can tell me i'm stupid or that i don't know what i'm talking about because i'm not in politics or local government and that is fucking fine i refuse to believe that we live in 2024 and we have fucking all the shit that we have and we can't figure out a better solution for this i refuse yeah and the 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 excuse cannot be that there would be an a concern that more homeless people would flock to those cities. That's just heaven one of forbid, them I've, I've, bro. Heaven forbid you become a city that is known for fucking helping people. Yeah. Would that be the worst thing on the planet? Yeah. My God, maybe then some of the people that actually do have money and do support charities. I know there are a lot of celebrities that put a lot of money into charity. Maybe those people would want to back that city more because mm-hmm. there are. So then you would have more money to help you with your more homeless people problem. But also, again, I would just have to, I would have to wager a bet that if you are a city that is really putting your fucking foot forward to help people, like we are going to provide housing for you to help you line up a job. We will have fucking laundry service for you so you can have fucking clean clothes to wear to these things. The amount of clothes that you and I fucking donate, dude, like so, there's no yeah. way, there's no way that there isn't a possible scenario where we could be helping lots more people. I don't, I don't understand. It's so frustrating to me and it kills me to hear my fucking 10 year old wanting to give their birthday money to solve a problem that uh, us adults should have been working on a lot fucking harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm we actually just need to be done. I'm I'm like, I'm actually heated. I'm like sweating. Um, Sorry. Sorry. And I feel like I have like so many more things to say and I don't want to get in. I don't. I'm just like, I got to go to bed. Yeah. Um, So more on this next time we decide to bring it up. More on America's homeless. God, don't put me on the phone with a politician. I will rail them (laughs) on this shit. I'm so. Uh, Oh, I I genuinely am curious. And I am. I am open to like legitimate like uh well here's why it's tricky you know because uh for me I am one to think that complicated solutions are more simple than they actually are sometimes but I am also the person who is open to like understanding that no I know it's a complicated thing but I would think that there is room for also more compassion in the way that we run the world, you know, like, hey, maybe we can save on the, you know, our police and, um, you know, hospital uh, services budget if we didn't have so many people to have to tend to, if we didn't have so many people that we felt like we needed to arrest on the streets, or if we didn't feel like we had so many medical emergencies to tend to on the streets, Maybe we wouldn't have all those ambulance run costs, right? Mm-hmm. Or those jail booking costs. Like maybe we could reallocate where we are spending our services. Uh, anyway, that I'm I'm just a completely genuine, uh, genuinely curious citizen. So uh, I don't have the answers. I just like to. I feel myself wanting to bring up more stuff, and I just need to. Okay. We just gotta. We gotta cut it. We gotta right. cut it. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So yes. Uh, 
if you're not in the Facebook group, please get in there. We are going to be posting in there uh, more this week. Uh, we're going to be lining up um, a couple of different table talk topics uh, that we want to get your feedback on, but also just a couple of uh, general ways that we want to kind of uh, reorganize the show a little bit. What are you looking for? My babe. It, oh, I don't know where that I'll is. Um, so if you're not in there, uh, it's just Broken Youth Club on Facebook. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, you took my fucking water and you didn't give it back. Oh, sorry. Um, if you have uh, an email that you would like to submit, uh, that is just my life at brokenyouthclub.com. Uh, that can be a story from your childhood, a story from now, um, a story that is hard to tell or one that isn't. Or just uh, something fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just something that you we were actually share with like a group of friends. Before we got into the topic of um, homeless people in spokane i actually was going to talk about 10th birthdays because i remember a lot from my 10th birthday oh yeah um that was a big one for me and i was going to talk about that and so i guess we're just going to have to put that in the facebook group instead yeah (laughs) and make that a table talk on birthday stuff um but yeah submit a story if you want 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 to uh we also have the hotline still which logan have the info for that um and yeah changes in the patreon so if you guys are interested in that um that'll all be going into effect um very soon uh it'll just be five bucks a month flat and you'll get the extra episode and um we're gonna be like organizing more bonus content and more behind the scene behind the scenes types shit in here so um yeah but also Uh, If you're in the honors club, we will definitely still be doing the, uh, what's it called? The FaceTime call, the Zoom call Mm -hmm. um, for January. So uh, be looking in Patreon for the info on that soon because we're coming up on the end of the month. So (laughs) we're going to do our best to give you more than the 48 hours that we've given you every other time. Um, We'll post about it tomorrow when we wake up. I hope you set an alarm for that because I will not remember that. Um, but yeah, did I cover it all? I think so. Okay, great. Hey, uh, take care of each other. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.